welcome to Witchy Woman Podcast. I'm your host, Danae Sweet, and this is episode 75. Today, I decided to talk about chakras. When we talk about chakras, we mostly, like, I mostly think about, like, the new age energy healing type stuff, but it is also something that's very important in my witchcraft practice, and I wanted to share with you why and kind of how my chakra health affects my spell work and my practice in general. So I guess first what you we, I, what I would like to address is what is a chakra? A chakra, if you can think of it, we all have energetic centers, and those are called chakras. And in other traditions, you can call it prana or chi or whatever. But there are seven main chakras that I'm going to be talking about. There are a whole lot more, but in general, um, especially in Western energy work and that sort of thing, the seven is what you're going to hear the most about. So I want you to imagine these swirling balls of energy that are not just in front or behind you, but in you, the coming from the center of you and radiating out. Um, there are seven, like I said, and those are the, the root chakra. We're going to start from the bottom. The bottom would be your root chakra, and that's kind of near your tailbone. Um, the sacral chakra, so think about the space between your belly button and your pubic bone. A uh, solar plexus chakra, and that is like for like the, what do I want to say? Diaphragm to the belly button. Heart chakra is chest um, up to like the collarbone area. Throat chakra is the throat, um, and then up through some of the sinus cavity. Um, third eye is between your eyebrows to like the crown of your head. Um, and crown chakra is the very top of like, imagine it sitting on the top of your head. So those are the seven that I want to talk about and why it's important to have these healthy and um, to recognize when maybe your intuition's off or you're trying to do divination and it's not working, why your chakras may be involved in that. So I want to briefly talk about what happens when you have a block, an energetic block. So you have all these chakras from head to toe and I want you to imagine for just a minute that you can see this mountain and on that mountain, there's a pool of water, okay? And at the top, to a pool of water clear at the top of this mountain. And then a waterfall comes down out of that pool to a next pool a little farther down. And then another waterfall down to the next pool after that. So, and this goes so on and so on, all the way down the mountain. So if one of those pools gets clogged up, the waterfall will be will go dry and water can't get down to the other pools. So this is kind of the same concept that applies to each of your chakras and what happens when they're blocked or unbalanced. It can, it can flow too much, it can flow too little, or it can be completely clogged up and all of those things affect our energetic balance and how we use these chakras in our practice of witchcraft. So I want to start with just a very brief description of each uh, chakra and kind of what it does. So I'm going to start from the bottom and go up. So the root chakra. So imagine a red ball of swirly energy in the bottom. So like kind of like your pubic bone to and it sits in between like where your tailbone's at. So imagine it red 
And the characteristics of this are security, safety, survival, your basic needs, so like food, sleep, shelter, self-preservation, um, uh, physicality, the physical identity and aspects of the self. This is where your grounding energy comes from. Support and foundation for living our lives comes from the root chakra. So when this is imbalanced, you can feel um, insecure. You can feel abandoned, afraid, ungrounded, so emotionally unwell, um, unbalanced, unstable. Um, you can be a little scattered emotionally. And there are physical characteristics of some imbalances too, but I'm just going to talk about mainly the emotional ones. So that would be your root chakra. Sacral chakra is the next one up. Imagine it is an orange, swirly ball of energy. The characteristics for that are, um, this is where your passion comes from, expression of sexuality, your sensual pleasure, creativity. This is where fantasy is born. Um, and this is where we experience fun and play. So this one, if you have a little dysfunction in, in that uh, chakra, you may feel unmotivated, lack of libido, low self-confidence, um, easily dependent on others to kind of make plans and to inspire you. This is something that can really mess with me because I am creative and that's most of the things I do for work or not come from my sacral chakra and if that's messed up, I have a hard time doing the podcast or writing or anything else. The next one up would be solar plexus chakra and that is, like I said, kind of your diaphragm to your belly button and that one is a yellow bright ball. So this is where your willpower comes, your personal power this is where you form personal opinions and beliefs. You make decisions, set direction. Um, your judgment, clarity of judgment comes from here. So like trust your gut. This is where this uh, chakra comes into play. This is your personal identity, personality, self-assurance, independence, and confidence. So if you're Sacral chakra is unbalanced or blocked. You can feel like you can't concentrate. You're very anxious, maybe not getting enough sleep. Um, you don't trust your own judgment or your judgment is off. You can become pretty dependent on others and a hard time, just a really hard time making decisions. So this is also something that I deal with. <laughs> um, I have depression and anxiety. And a lot of times when I am doing energy work on myself, I can realize that when I'm having one of my big dips, of course the train has to blow right now, but I'm having a dip in my depression or a, or a peak of my anxiety, I really look at my bottom three chakras. So my uh, root, my sacral, and my solar plexus, and I really do a gut check and see how healthy they are, and if not, then I do some energy work on them. The next one up would be your heart chakra. So that's your diaphragm up to like your collarbone area. Um, and this is dealing with love for yourself, love of all kinds, love of others, um, relationships, compassion, empathy, forgiveness, acceptance. Transformation comes from your heart chakra. Um, ability to grieve and reach peace, uh, compassionate, uh, uh, 
abilities, I guess, (laughs) center of awareness, integration of your insights. So from your solar plexus, we have all these gut instincts, the gut insights, and with your heart chakra, you act on them. You have the, the center of awareness and belief in yourself and love in yourself to actually act on those intuitive hits. Okay, so if you have a imbalanced or dysfunctional heart chakra, you can feel like you're detached from your family, from your friends. Um, You hold grudges forever. You cannot forgive anyone, including yourself. Um, You don't trust easily or at all. Um, You are, it's very hard for you to commit to anyone or anything. So um, if you have a hard time committing to plans made, um, committing to people in general, this is a good, uh, a big red flag for you to get some heart chakra work done. Um, also, if you feel you've just lost faith in others or yourself, this is uh, something that definitely should tip you off that you need to work on that heart chakra. The next one up would be your throat chakra, and that is, I forgot to say that the heart chakra is green, like bright green. The alternative color I have seen is pink, but most generally you're going to see this as a green color. So next one up though is throat chakra from your collarbone to like above like where the bridge of your nose. So between that little space between your nose and your lip. Let's call it that. And all these overlap a little bit in boundary. So anyway, this is like a real beautiful crisp light blue color. Um, And this one is, it deals with expression, particularly particularly (laughs) in your ability to express your truth, to speak out for things that you believe in, ask for what you want and need. Um, And this includes communication, whether it's verbal, verbal, Jeez, I'm having a hard time talking today. Verbal or (laughs) nonverbal. This is the connection with the etheric realm. The more subtle realms of spirit and intuitive abilities uh, start to manifest here. This is also um, where we have the propensity to create, projecting ideas and blueprints into reality. Um, Realizing your vocation, your purpose comes from here. Um, And a good sense of timing comes from that. So, All of those are characteristics of a healthy um, throat chakra. If you have a dysfunctional unbalanced one, you're going to feel like you're unable to express yourself, uh, unable to speak your own truth. You cannot ask for what you want or need. You feel isolated. Um, You may feel nervous uh, and just overall kind of anxious because you have all that to say and you can't say it. And then the next one up was your third eye. And that, like I said, is kind of like from the from your nose to, they say traditionally it's like in between your brow bone. But this can really come all the way from like the tip of your nose up to your brow bone and to like, like I have a widow's peak. <laughs> so I, I say from my widow's peak to the tip of my nose. Um, and this is going to be like a purpley brown color, purpley brown, purpley blue color. Um, it's a very beautiful, bright color, and the characteristics of this is vision, like physical vision, intuition, perception of subtle dimensions, and movement of energy. So a lot of, if you are an energy worker, you need this to be a healthy chakra. Psychic abilities related to clairvoyance and clairaudience especially come from this uh, chakra. Access to mystical states, illumination, connection to your inner wisdom and insight. 
And it also helps motivate inspiration and creativity when this is really active and healthy. The symptoms of a unbalanced third eye chakra can feel like you've lost your intuition or you just don't have any. You can have a way too much inner mind chatter, so just constant conversations with yourself in, in your head. Um, you can feel unfairly judgmental towards new ideas, so you're very close-minded. Um, uh, you can be in an emotional rut, so you just cannot get out of your funk um, and another one is you find it difficult to learn, to absorb new ideas, or to concentrate. Um, the next one would be your crown chakra. And I have seen this described as two different colors, either a bright amethyst type purple or a white ball of light, either one. Um, I tend to see this one for some reason as white a lot when I'm working with, uh, when I'm doing my own energy work. But it's whatever, whatever you do you. Anyway, characteristics of the crown chakra. This is your consciousness, your connection, um, awareness of higher consciousness is uh, wisdom of what is sacred. Connection with like the limitless, with the world and humanity itself. Um, this is where realization comes from. Uh, liberation from li limiting patterns. Uh, communication with higher states of consciousness. This is where you connect with source, with your guides, with all of that. This is where you reach ecstasy, bliss, and overall presence and uh, being in the moment, being in the now is where all of this comes from. Um, some symptoms of an unbalanced crown chakra, um, depression, uh, disconnected from humanity. So you cannot understand why something can affect you um, when it's affecting like a group of people. And I want to use an example here <laughs> um, that's very relevant. If, if you have a hard time understanding why the Black Lives Movement affects you and you're not a person of color, then this may mean that your crown chakra needs a little work. You've got some emotional blocks there. Um, it's uh, when you lose faith in humanity, you have irrational paranoid thoughts. This sort of thing can um, mean that you have an unbalanced crown chakra because this is where we believe or where we get our connection to everything else. This is where if you have a healthy crown chakra, you definitely can feel the connectiveness of everyone and everything if you have a very healthy crown chakra. <laughs> um, so some things you can do to help balance yours, uh, your chakras, meditation, uh, sea salt baths, uh, diffusing essential oils, put them on the bottom of your feet, um, some energy things are Reiki. You can actually use hypnotherapy as well to balance your chakras. If you're not a Reiki practitioner, go find one. Um, if you, I call that like my, uh, it, getting Reiki or giving myself Reiki is something that I do as a regular practice. Just like going to the doctor to make sure you're well or, <laughs> you know, that sort of thing. To me, that should be part of everyone's or at least mine, I don't want to shove it on everybody, but it's my part, it's part of what I do to keep myself healthy because not only do imbalanced chakras have um, emotional and energetic symptoms, but these manifest 
themselves as physical problems. So I had a block in my third eye and I was getting intense pain in my forehead. I was getting a lot of headaches and I kind of had, I don't know, threw Reiki to the side for a little bit and hadn't really done much on myself. And I realized that I had a, <laughs> I had a block. And so I did Reiki on myself, did some salt baths, really tried focusing on meditation and opening up and clearing any kind of blocks I had in that area. And then it, my headaches went away. And that's just one example. Uh, another example would be if you have a uh, root chakra block or imbalance, you could have lower GI problems, um, lower back pain, leg pain, um, really bad ankles, things like that. Things from the lower half of your body could be really in pain or have some kind of dysfunction. Anyway, so why the hell should we care about chakras and witchcraft together? So when we are balanced, when our chakras are balanced, our energy flows. It flows freely. We're able to project our intentions energetically easily when we're balanced. So say I'm doing a manifestation for abundance and prosperity. I'm using this as an example because it's the most uh, often subject I'm asked about is prosperity and abundance spells. <laughs> so if I am doing a prosperity or an abundance spell and I'm trying to manifest this money or this thing and I have imbalance somewhere. So if I feel like I do not deserve this money, I am probably going to need something. I'm, I'm going to point that to my heart chakra. I have not I don't recognize my self-worth. I don't feel like I'm worth or um, worthy of abundance. So I need to probably work on my heart chakra if my abundance and prosperity spells are falling flat. There's other reasons too. I could not be seeing the bigger picture. I could be not understanding that I already have abundance. It's just not where I'm looking. Um, so my intuition might be off and that could be in my solar plexus this could be in my third eye it could be crown chakra as well but do you understand what i mean so when we have energetic flow that's healthy we're much easier to or it is much easier to manifest what we want using witchcraft or spells because for me energetic an energetic exchange is what a spell or a ritual is. I am expelling my energy and, and giving it to this spell to manifest itself into reality, to giving it to the universe, basically. So if we were to say you could see energy flowing from your body during a, during a ritual. So imagine I'm sitting next to my... Um, altar. I have a little altar that's right to the left of me right now. It's my Lilith one. And say I'm sitting there and I'm working with her and I'm connecting with her. And I do have like things that represent her in my, my altar uh, bowl to give to her. But I'm also giving her some of my energy to manifest the things that I want, the things that I'm asking her for. So say I'm asking her to help me speak my truth because she's an amazing, she loves to empower the underdog to help you manifest what you want by white, by speaking up. Um, so say that's what I want. So 
imagine that I've got this beautiful blue candle there to represent my throat chakra, to represent my truth that I'm trying to speak. <laughs> and I'm asking her, please help me release my uh, wants and needs. Help me speak my truth. I light the candle. That's one. That's one energetic exchange. I'm lighting this candle. I bought the candle or I made the candle, created it. Either way, I'm now sacrificing this candle because <laughs> it's going to be gone once I use it. So that's one thing I'm sacrificing. Another thing that I am giving is my personal power because without my personal power, there is no spell. <laughs> so I am sitting there and imagine you could see it. So imagine I'm, you're sitting in front of your altar and there's a blue candle and you're thinking about your truth and asking your deity or your higher self or whatever to help you speak your needs and wants. So as you're saying these words, imagine the actual energy comes from your body and it not just comes from your mouth that you're speaking the words, but it comes from your chakra systems. Your entire body of energy is embodying this intention and sending this. So start this from the root chakra and imagine this light, we'll call it a white light, comes from your root chakra and makes its way all the way up your chakra system and out the crown of your head and into the universe. Now, if one of those chakras is blocked or dysfunctional, not as much energy or no energy at all is going to get out. Your words will, and that is some energy, but that flow of energetic um, prana is not going to be as healthy. So to make a very effective spell, your intention has to be very clear and your energy has to be strong and also clear, <laughs> good flowing. So this is why having healthy chakra systems or your chakra system is very important to me for effective spell work. So even if you're just meditating and you're meditating on an intention, I'm meditating on, let's use prosperity again. I'm meditating on prosperity. I'm thinking about it. I'm sending all that energy out into the universe. Well, if I'm not really believing that I am in, entitled or deserving of abundance, it doesn't, it's just meditation. I mean, meditation is good, but if I'm meditating for abundance and I cannot open that heart chakra up to, to the abundance, it's not going to be very effective. So these are the things that you need to think about before you do spell work, in my opinion. This is, so before I do a big spell, I do Reiki on myself. If you're not a Reiki practitioner or cannot get to one, you can always meditate. And there are some amazing chakra meditations to help you open them all up and clean them and make sure they're balanced. And I will definitely be posting those in our um, Witchy Woman Friends group, as well as show notes. So. If you can't get access to a uh, certified Reiki practitioner, you can totally do one of these meditations and that helps as well. I really, really, because I'm a Reiki master teacher, I think that's why I love it so much. Reiki has changed my life. Um, it's something that we do in this family. It's something I do with my horses, my animals, my dogs. All of them get Reiki. My plants get Reiki. <laughs> um, sending source energy um, to help balance chakras within humans and animals and sending source energy to my plants to help them grow and manifest health um, is something that I do daily. 
And I wanted to share this with you because I don't know as if chakras are talked about enough within the witchcraft community. They're definitely talked about in the spiritual and the metaphysical community, but this, our little niche, um, I think is aware of chakras, but I don't think that enough people talk about how important they are in relationship to effective spell casting and ritual work. Um, so it's something to think about. It's something to kind of ponder, to chew on. Think about your last spell or ritual that did not work out. Um, ask yourself what you were wanting and then why you may not have received it based on your energetic health. Um, it's something that I ask myself every time I have a spell that flops because I'm like, why the hell doesn't that work? <laughs> and I go back and I always take notes. I have a journal just for spell work and I journal um, kind of what my spell is going to be and why. I write down um, what I did to prepare for it and then afterwards I will write how I felt about it. And a lot of times I can go back on my notes and my emotions wrapped around what I wanted was either too desperate I'm desperate and not thinking straight. I'm not manifesting clearly. I'm just desperate. And that is not, if you're feeling desperate and during spell work, something is off balance in your chakra system and your emotionally. So most often for me, it's that. I'm, I'm casting a spell because I'm scared. I'm hurt. I'm pissed off. <laughs> um, I'm desperate. Um, that kind of thing. And I look back and go, okay. I was scared and that was a root chakra thing because I was feeling um, not secure in my life and where I'm standing uh, or where we live or whatever. So it's something to kind of think about when when we do spells. Um, I hope all of this made sense. <laughs> I'm kind of rambling. I am going to do, we're doing a, a chakra class in the WW Coven. Um, and I'm going to teach it live. So we're going to go through all the basics, but then I'm going to go through all the physical things, how to balance your uh, chakras. I have some worksheets, things like that uh, to really, we're going to really work on our chakra system and get comfortable with identifying imbalances within ourselves so that you can go, okay, today I'm not feeling very confident or very, my, my let's say heart chakra. I'm not very balanced here today. It's probably not a great day for me to do spell work because I don't, I don't love myself very much today. So just an example. Um, but we're going to go over the very fine details of, of each chakra, what the physical symptoms of, uh, of imbalanced or blocked ones, and then how to fix them. <laughs> because that's a thing like, okay, great. You can identify these imbalances. Now, how do we fine tune and, you know, balance ourselves without, because a lot of us don't have access. I live in the middle of nowhere. I don't really have access to a Reiki practitioner like right now, if I wanted to go have one. I mean, I have, uh, I have Taryn and I can go do that, but not always is don't, not always do I want to like bug her and be like, hey, I messed up. Fix me. Also, COVID. 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 I'm so ready for it to be done because I know her and I both need to do some Reiki on each other probably. 
Um, we've kind of talked about that. So hopefully we can do stuff like that very, very soon. But anyway, I digress. If you can't get to a Reiki practitioner or find one that's actually certified, you want to make sure they're certified. Um, and this is going to get me so much hate, but not buy an online certification program you found on Udemy that you paid 20 bucks for. Um, I, I just have a problem with those certifications or those attunements because being attuned to Reiki is a very intimate and personal experience. And I'm a traditionalist when it comes to Reiki. I'm a Yusui practitioner. And the original like way it was formed was to be taught from master teacher to student in person. Um, and I just feel it's very important for your Reiki practitioners to be taught that way. Now, this is just my opinion, and I'm really, really sorry if I pissed somebody off <laughs> by saying that, but I really do believe it should be in person. I realize that we can do distance Reiki sessions on clients, and that's after you've been attuned to that certain um, level of Reiki that you're doing. You get certain symbols as you progress. <clears throat> anyway. I'm going to get off that soapbox where I really piss people off. Anywho, I will put some links also on how to find a certified Reiki practitioner in our Witchy Woman Friends group as well as the uh, show notes. It's a couple links that you can find from people that have been taught and certified in person uh, for uh, different kinds of Reiki. Um, that's a, the one that I do is Yusui, um, and that was... <clears throat> that was the one I chose because I tend to be a traditionalist when it comes to energy work. I really hope that you guys enjoyed this. It was something that I was going to do the class in the chakra class in the WW Coven. And I thought, you know what? It'd be nice to do a little primer on the basics in the episode so that everybody can kind of get a real quick rundown of why I believe chakras are super important. Our chakra health, our energy health in general is very important if you're going to do witchcraft. Um, and actually just becoming aware of your energetic health is like one of the first steps. Just being able to recognize, ooh, today I feel a little off. Why do I feel off? And then figure out how to uh, pinpoint what's going on and how to fix it. So we're going to talk about those things in the class in the WW Coven. I have to go... Uh, get my eyes checked <laughs> on actually tomorrow, Wednesday. So um, I was going to do class on Wednesday, but I, my husband reminded me that I have an um, optometrist appointment. We're actually going out of town for it. So I will be back the next day and I'm going to ask the coven. So if you are listening and you're in the WW coven, um, let me know what day you want to do the class, either Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. Um, I will post a deal in our coven just kind of asking what times and days that you guys want. Um, I, I really do want to teach this um, in person, or not in person, but online, uh, like a live video or something. That way you guys can ask questions live while I'm teaching it. And there'll be a couple different videos. We're going to do one and then have like a, a two-part type series thing. So, and then we're going to do, if you 
are open to it. Um, at the end of our classes uh, in the WW Coven or the, class, the chakra class, I'm going to do a group distance healing and you'll be able to sign up because uh, consent is something that's very big for me. Um, I don't do energy work unless I have consent. So I'll be do, doing a big uh, Reiki distance energy um, session on whoever in the WW Coven is going to want to. So anyway. I think that's all I have today. I know this is like a short episode compared to the other ones that I've been having, but this one I wanted to get out some good information and yeah, that's it. (laughs) We have an amazing guest coming on for next week. I'm super excited. I'm not going to release who it is yet (laughs) because I want to get some more things uh, tied up and and done before then, but I think you guys are going to be excited. Anyway, I hope you guys are having a really great week. I hope that all of this chaos and stuff going on is not getting you too down. Um, just remember, this. think of this year as the Tower card. Tower card sucks. It's hard. It's dismantling of all the things. It's the whole castle coming down. But the great part about the tower is that it's not just an ending it's a new beginning so if you're personally having a tower year and this country is having a tower year um keep that in mind that all of the shitty things all of the hard work that's happening right now is totally worth it because it's going to be a new beginning it's a new way of thinking a new a new start it's making people think about their personal morals and ideals restructuring of government and personal um lives it's all happening at the same time this is the time to change so if you are looking for a new beginning embrace this tower it sucks i I promise i commiserate immensely last year was my tower year my entire world just crumbled um and some of it this year, I guess. But I feel like I'm more prepared this year because I've already started my new beginning. I've already, I've worked through my tower and I'm working through new beginnings. So I don't know. My guide said that someone out there needs to hear that. So if you are having a shitty year, I am so sorry. And please embrace it. Embrace the change. Change sucks. Change is always hard. If it wasn't, If change was easy, things would change, people would change all the time, (laughs) but they don't because it's hard. Um, So anyway, that's that. Um, I'll be opening up my Etsy shop again. I've got all my supplies in. The Candle Club is going to get all their stuff. It's been a mess with my suppliers. I have shut, I have just made it to, if you're in the Candle Club, it just says zero on your charges. I just made it all zero um, so that I could keep your information and get everything out, um, and then I'll just close it down because I don't want to, I don't want this to happen again. <laughs> so anyway, um, I guess that's all I have. So I guess until next time, stay witchy. Bye-bye. <laughs>